On the Table, Current and Critical Information for Massage Therapists in Practice, a podcast presented by Massage Therapy Canada. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to On the Table. This episode, we'll be speaking about a work opportunity for RMTs, on-demand mobile massage with Alan Scott, CEO of Masago. With the advent of phone apps and the desire for convenient on-demand services, mobile massage has become popular in North America. Much like Uber popularized on-demand travel options, companies like Masago have tapped into the realm of on-demand healthcare. I'm joined today by my co-host, Don Dillon. Don is a massage therapist, author of Charting Skills for Massage Therapists, and the soon-to-be-released On Practice, From Entry-Level to Established Massage Therapist. Welcome back, Don. Thanks, Janet. Of course, it's always a pleasure to be with you, and uh, I know we want to get right to our guest today, so let's introduce him. Alan Scott is a tireless entrepreneur in the health and wellness sector. He is the face and voice of Masago Incorporated, a Canadian on-demand mobile massage service, which he founded in 2016. Alan's dedicated campaign to engage with the media fuels Masago's rapid expansion. He maintains his role as president of Sanctuary Day Spas, where he leads a team of over 200 and is a shareholder in the company. For two years, Alan served as chairman of the board of the Spa Industry Association of Canada and currently sits on the board of the Schwartz-Reisman and Proceremon JCCs located in Toronto and York Region. Alan, welcome to On the Table. Thanks very much, Don. Thank you, Janet. Nice to be here. So, Alan, to get things started, uh, why should RMTs consider working with an on-demand mobile massage company? We say if, if an RMT is looking for more work, more pay, and flexibility in their schedule, they're usually a, a well suited for this model. Um, you know, I, I will say that uh, mobile massage, and I, and I do say this to, to therapists, it's not for everyone, it's not for every therapist. And typically a, a more senior therapist with a, with a full roster, um, uh, comfortable with their schedule, comfortable with where they practice, maybe not necessarily the best suited. But if there's an RMT out there looking to supplement their income, then I think this model may speak to them. Um, I use I use the pilot analogy, the commercial pilot analogy quite a bit. Um, you know, a, a pilot goes to school and they're trained to fly an airplane and, and, and fly uh, passengers safely from, from point A to, paint, to point B. They don't necessarily get involved in marketing the airline and selling the tickets. Um, they're not doing the check-in at the counter. They're not handling the luggage the plane maintenance, uh, the, the, the in-flight food and beverage, et cetera, et cetera. Essentially, uh, a commercial pilot arrives a little bit ahead of time, maybe a few hours before the flight. They do the pre-flight in, uh, inspection, and, and, they, and they fly that airplane. And, and, and I feel the same with, with what we do for massage therapists. I, I think, you know, uh, hopefully massage therapists are, are passionate about what they do, and we provide them you know, we take care of everything uh, other than the patient care, which um, which they're good at. It's what they're trained to do. And uh, as mentioned, hopefully they're they're passionate about it. It's a very good analogy. So what new markets are being served by mobile massage? I, I always say that the, the market, our, our addressable market are missing massages and, and our focus 
always has been to unlock missing massages. So what are missing massages? These are these are people who have access to to uh, healthcare uh, benefits, but just don't take the time or can't find the time to to book a massage. So so really, I would say that's the new market that we're going after. That's our addressable market. Um, people who require uh, pain or, or stress release uh, or relief, but uh, just can't find the time to, to visit a clinic or a spa. Okay, so that kind of touches on my next question was about the demographics of your clients. So, I mean, obviously it makes sense for their schedules. So is that, are there any other reasons why they would choose your service over other massage delivery of care models? Sure. So certainly the age of instant gratification, right? People are, are, are getting very used to getting what they want when they want it. And, and this on-demand uh, service is well-suited. When, when we look at uh, our specific demographics, and I have to assume uh, it's fairly common for all on-demand companies, we're seeing about a 50-50 uh, male-female split with the majority age between 25 and 54 um, with neck and back pain. And as I mentioned before, access to healthcare benefits. We know from surveys that more than 80% of our clients are using uh, benefits to pay for their massage. Um, and, and certainly, you know, when it comes to marketing and advertising, that's not something where we, we, we blatantly go after. I think that um, you know, that does a disservice to uh, the relationships that uh, massage, th- the industry, the massage therapy industry has with uh, with insurance companies. Green Shield's one that comes to mind. But but I, I would say, Janet, when we launched, we definitely saw a younger demographic. They were the early adopters. They were the ones more comfortable undergoing our, our vetting process. Um, and and then the boomers caught on, which which has been fantastic. So um, it, it is a widespread 25 to 54 um, and, and 50, 50 male, female. And then when they're booking, are they booking typically like, is it a one time thing or do you have many clients booking with the same practitioner uh, multiple times? So retention is a metric that we pay very close attention to. Um, and we know that 82 percent of our bookings are repeat. And this continues to to climb, uh, which to us indicates a good product market fit. Um, my, my colleague Melissa, soon after we launched, she she pushed hard um, to make it super super easy for a client to rebook with a therapist that they like. Um, and in the early days, it's very tempting to make many changes very quickly. Um, but this is one that I'm, 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 I'm pleased we made, we made. So, um, we made it super, super easy for a client to rebook with a therapist because once they've, uh, build a rapport, once a therapist and a client have built a rapport and they're comfortable with each other, um, certainly it, it makes sense to, uh, to, to make it easy for them to continue a relationship together, uh, and a treatment plan, et cetera. So, so what we do, Janet, is um, if if you like a therapist, you heart them in the app. So you, you know you 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 you, uh, you make them a favorite, and then when it comes to rebooking, just by pressing a few buttons, you can rebook with your favorite therapist, and you have an option. You either are firm 
on that therapist so so you have no interest seeing anyone else or uh, you you do require immediate attention you do want to give your therapist first right of refusal so so that's exactly what happens so so if it's a firm request um, we ask you know what time and 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 uh, day and then we do ask for a couple other options because you know, if it's a popular therapist, we can't guarantee that they will be available. And then our, our care team gets involved. Uh, our care team will coordinate between the client and the therapist to make sure that we get them together. And then alternatively, the flexible option is, um, as mentioned, giving the, the first therapist the right of refusal. If they're unavailable, then the client says, OK, you can take me to a, a broader range of therapists. So, so what we found there is, and it's very interesting, even though this is an on-demand model, you could argue that uh, the scenario I just illustrated there, in some cases we move away from on-demand because once that, once that relationship has formed, uh, we find that clients are sometimes willing to wait two days, three days, four days, if it's with a therapist that they uh, that they like, that they're comfortable with. So, so we, we found that very interesting. Alan, clearly technology is a keystone in your business. I wonder if you can tell us a little bit, of, bit more about how you use technology to facilitate booking appointments, selecting the practitioner and the service type, the invoicing. And I, I understand you do satisfaction surveys post-session as well. Can you tell us how you're incorporating technology to be able to deliver on all those points? Sure, Don. So tech, technology definitely is the backbone to our company. And an arg, not an argument, a discussion we have frequently is whether we're a, a tech-enabled service company or a, uh, a tech company. I, I typically argue that we are a tech-enabled uh, service company. But certainly without technology, we don't have anything. So, so it's multi-pronged, uh, and there are a bunch of moving parts going on at the same time. We have uh, an RMT app, and then we have uh, a client interface, a client app as well, and then a website, and then uh, an entire backend tool. So arguably five or six moving parts at the same time. Um, I'll go through the flow with you guys. So, so uh, if an RMT and, and our team have met and we both agree it's a, it's a good fit, um, the RMT will download the app. Um, they will submit their preferences, what type of massages they provide, where they're located, whether or not they have an HST number. Um, they'll also provide their banking information at that time because we seamlessly integrate with the banking so they get automatic payment. Um, and then the client will do the same thing. They can either uh, download an iOS or an Android app or book from our website, a, a feature we launched last year. Um, at that point, if, if it's the client's first massage, they must undergo a vetting process, which we can get into more detail if you'd like. Um, and then uh, they choose the massage type, the duration, the location. Um, the app then pings registered massage therapists closest to them. And, um, and, and the RMT, if, if they have availability and they see that it's in an area that's close to them, they can accept that. Um, and only once that massage uh, has been booked, can the client see who has accepted that booking. And that was very important to us when we first started. We shied away from uh, providing a list 
uh, of, of the therapists available with their image because we really wanted to get away from profiling. Uh, and, and, and in some rare cases, a client will say, hey, if I can't see what my therapist looks like or I don't know who they are ahead of time, I won't book. But that is a very rare occasion. And frankly, you know, we, we just don't proceed with those, with those bookings. Um, and then the, te the technology continues uh, for the appointment. So the RMT must check in and check out of the appointment. Our care team is watching that very closely to make sure that A, they're on time and B, they're safe. Um, another feature that was launched, which, which we were very happy about, was for the, the ability for a therapist to extend a massage. Um, so oftentimes, especially uh, uh, for a first time um, um, massage, um, between a client and a therapist, the client is comfortable with the therapist. The therapist recognizes that the you know they may require a little bit more treatment. So so now through the technology, the therapist and and the client must consent, but they're able to uh, extend that massage and payment and uh, notifications and um, you know our care team knowing that they won't be checking out uh, that it is extended by 30 minutes. Um, all that is done with tech and and prior to that it was a it was a very manual process so um then yeah the the therapist checks out payment is triggered um and and certainly a, a follow-up survey um is provided for the uh for the client um and when it comes to receipts there isn't an automated uh payment receipt but we're relying on the RMT to provide a handwritten uh, receipt when we first launched the business. That was the way, uh, from our understanding, that uh, in Ontario anyway, the CMTO wanted it. So, so we've kept that. We are looking at ways um, of of automating that, um, but we want to make sure that we still comply with CMTO rules and regulations. Uh, as far as we knew, a handwritten receipt with a signature from the RMT was a necessity back in uh, uh, 2016 when we launched. Can you tell us a bit about the business relationship you have with the massage therapists? Are they employed or are they working as contractors? Uh, they are contractors. Um, as mentioned, they they let us know whether or not they have an HST. And then the, the technology, the app will pay according to whether or not they have an HST number. Um, and then we issue T, uh, T4As from from our office. We, we did look uh, when we first started at what an employment arrangement could look like. Um, and we kept coming back to recognizing that in all cases, therapists have work elsewhere and that they're using this to supplement their income. So in, in as far as we're concerned, uh, true contractors, uh, as far as the CRA is concerned. And what equipment uh, or other provisions do the massage therapists have to bring to their appointments? So, um, definitely a, a, a table. Uh, we ask in our case or our company that our clients provide the linens. Um, we, we always recommend that RMTs bring an extra set of linens just in case. But um, uh, we do ask that the, the clients use their linens. Uh, one of the big reasons is just, you know, may have allergies to certain detergents um, and it's less schlepping around, you know, an RMT with three or four appointments in one day. It's a lot of laundry that, that they would need to do. 
So the, the therapist is providing the creams, the lotions, uh, a table. We do ask that they wear a uniform t-shirt. And, and in the case of Ontario, they bring their CMTO card and they show that at the door because we want to make sure that the client knows that this is is the RMT. And, you know, it, it's it, essentially it's it's a at that first meeting, a client is 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 inviting a stranger into their home. So we want to make sure that we're being as professional as possible and making it as comfortable as possible for for both parties. And then in the in the case of our enterprise business, and this is where we offer wellness solutions to the workplace, typically we'll provide the chair if the uh, company wants chair versus a table. So we'll provide the chairs. Um, and in those cases, the RMT really just shows up. We, we also provide the waiver forms in those cases as well. So, Alan, you briefly touched on safety um, when you were talking about the technology that your company uses. What other steps does your company do to ensure the safety of practitioners? I know you mentioned the pinging. Are there any other um, ways that you ensure the safety of practitioners specifically? Yeah, of course. So um, this is something, Jan, that we take very seriously. Trust and safety from day one is, is, is of the utmost importance on both sides, client and therapist. So on the, on the client side, they must undergo a third party um, ID verification tool. And this is where they, um, and, and this is for their first booking. So before they can proceed with their first booking, they must scan a government issued ID. So that's either a driver's license, a valid driver's license or a passport. And then they take a selfie and we use a third party verification tool that proves that Janin is who she says she is. And only if she passes that test are you able to go ahead and, and uh, book your first massage. And it's using uh, facial recognition software and tying that to the to the government issued ID. We also make sure that uh, um, they're mobile verified. So we make sure that Janin owns the phone that she is booking on. Um, and we do a, a credit card check as well. So we make sure that Janin owns that credit card and that credit card belongs to, to the address that you have it uh, um, on file. And then, uh, as mentioned, therapists must check in and check out of every appointment 15 minutes before the appointment. Our care team is, is notified via GPS where that therapist is. And this is a good way for us to make sure that the therapist is running on time. And if not, we can manage expectations with the clients. And 15 minutes prior to the, the appointment, the GPS is still uh, is, is still tracking that therapist. So our care team makes sure that the therapist leaves the uh, leaves the uh, premises safely. And, and if they haven't, we check in very quickly with the therapist and if necessary, clients as well. So if we're talking um, in general terms with any mobile massage, I mean, how does the RMT ensure the client safety, comfort and quality of experience with so many variables to consider in every new encounter? Um, interesting question. So I, I mentioned it earlier, just just as a starting point, showing up in a in a in a uniform T-shirt and, and having your. Um, your professional either association or, or, or college card at the front door is is a good um, is a good first step. Uh, communication is is certainly often uh, is key. Um, and and what we often hear, Janin, which I find really interesting uh, from therapists, is um, how 
how the the client goes out of their way to make sure that the therapist is comfortable because essentially they're inviting them into their home so they want to make sure that the home is tidy they want to make sure that the the therapist has has water um that they're comfortable which which is fascinating to me especially coming from brick and mortar coming from guest services in uh, industry where it's the complete opposite i mean uh it's very important for us to make sure that our patients and and clients are are, are comfortable um but then you know certainly there's a balance to be considered in that case and i actually heard uh i think it's pamela fitch one of your one of your previous podcast guests talking about you know who has the power in the treatment room um so that needs to be considered when you're in someone's private home you know i, I hope i hope that answers your question and then, and then certainly um you know we if there are any uh, complaints after the fact, um, we've made it. We make it very clear to the client that they can reach out to us. And if it's uh, if it's a case of inappropriate behavior, we let the client know, you know, why the CMTO exists in the case of Ontario and what that mechanism is, if necessary, to file a complaint. Fortunately, uh, we haven't had to deal with that in the past. So, Alan, um, the RMTs will find themselves in unfamiliar locations with clients they haven't met before. Um, what steps are taken by the RMT to secure themselves? It's it's hard to speak for the RMTs what steps they're taking for themselves. Um, and we certainly do rely on RMTs be, being regulated health professionals and the training they receive to recognize any signs um, that may uh, be cause for alarm. We, we have a zero tolerance policy. So we certainly tell our RMTs that if, if they have any uh, feeling whatsoever uh, upon meeting the client or during a massage that um, uh, they're uncomfortable, that they're to end that massage and leave. And, and certainly, you know, the remuneration um, is, is a non-issue. They'll, they'll get paid in full. Uh, the app does have uh, an emergency button. So uh, if they're able to, they can click emergency and, and 911 would be called uh, right away. And then our care team, which works from 8 a.m. to uh, 8 a.m. Eastern to 2 a.m. Eastern, they're monitoring that appointment very closely. And again, if they're not checking in and checking out, uh, we're on top of the situation. So let's talk about recruiting practitioners. What challenges have you had in attracting massage therapists into this business model? Um, so acquisition costs, both client and therapist is, is another metric we look at very closely. And the good news is those acquisition costs continue to decrease. Um, you know, it's not lost on me that uh, when we first launched uh, I was a spa guy. Um, not all RMTs are super warm and fuzzy when it comes to uh, massage therapy done in a in the spa workplace. So, so I recognized that I had my work cut out for me. Um, and also, the the model was relatively new in in 2015 when we started recruiting. Um, so, so we recognized we had to build goodwill very quickly with RMTs, with associations who would speak to us, with schools, and, and, and we did our best to forge those relationships, and we're seeing the fruits of that labor now. Um, certainly through word of mouth, um, uh, RMTs are coming to us, and um, uh, we, have a, we have a very good reputation, and that also helps. And I think the fact that we're a Canadian company, um, 
and and we take safety as seriously as we do, just organically, it's become uh, easier and easier to to recruit therapists. And let's let's talk about the clients. I know you've done some very innovative things on social media. I remember your uh, Masago ad at the. I believe, I believe it was a TIFF uh, when you had um, you had some branding there. So can you tell us about how you've been able to market to and attract clients, and if you've had any challenges with that? It's, it's certainly. So you know, well. Fortunately, when it comes to marketing, massage uh, massage sells itself. Um, but our challenge and our commitment to therapists when we first launched was we were going to bring you bookings. We were going to keep you busy. So, so certainly the therapists who were, who were considering joining us, who had joined us, were relying on us to, to get them busy and to get them appointments. So, so the client acquisition costs is, is, is a metric we look very close yet. And that is also, as mentioned, decreasing. Um, and, and it's a lot of trial and error, uh, uh, Don. Um, you know, if, if, I, if I knew the magic formula, I would certainly stick to it. We do use social media, um, both paid and, and organic. Um, but uh, we rely on, we, we heavily rely on, on referrals, uh, word of mouth, to uh, you know, to to let people know that the service exists and uh, that we work with, frankly, the the best RMTs. We have we have uh, wonderful RMTs in the network. And let's talk a little bit more about the mechanics of administration. So, how does a massage therapist let you know that they're available to be scheduled? Um, it's as simple as uh, logging into the app, turning it on, and they'll receive notifications within their area. Um, in many cases, active RMTs will let us know that they're going on an extended leave or they have a vacation, and that tells our care team not to reach out to them if in the case of a special request comes through. Um, we are looking at scheduling and how to incorporate that. I've typically shied away from uh, RMTs adding their schedule. Because we recognize that this is a supplement to their clinic or spa, what concerns me, if they were to enter a schedule and not update it regularly, um, then uh, the, the system may automatically assign a booking to a therapist who hasn't updated their schedule and has an appointment at their clinic. So, so I've shied away from scheduling. I still think that there's a way to do it. We haven't quite figured it out just yet. But to answer your question, Don, it's as simple as uh, logging, turning the app on, logging it in, and they'll get they'll get notifications. Thank you. And, and what happens if a client cancels on short notice? Coming from brick and mortar, I can say that our cancellation policy certainly favors the RMT, which 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 we feel is important. Um, if a client cancels within four hours of the treatment. Uh, the RMT receives full compensation. If a client cancels between 12 hours and four hours from the massage, uh, the client is charged $50. Um, and then there's always the exception. As mentioned, many RMTs are seeing the same uh, client um, and they have a relationship and they don't necessarily want them to be penalized. Um, now this is an automatic um, uh, cancellation charge. So in that case, an RMT would say, no, I don't want to charge my client the cancellation fee. So 
our our team would go in and reverse that charge. And in the massage therapy profession, there seems to be this unfortunate viewpoint that uh, a therapist comes in, uh, works in an existing business and builds up their practice and then can move that practice to another location, basically poaching those existing clients and, and, and not being uh, being negligent to the original business that paid the acquisition costs to bring those people in in the first place. So that's a bit of a problem in our culture. I, I think it's getting better, but I think it's still an issue. And I'm wondering in this kind of situation, what kind of contract provisions do you have in place to protect your business, to prevent practitioners from poaching clients and soliciting uh, their services to them directly? Another interesting question, Don, and I know I know you've written about this uh, before. And while we, we do address this in our contract and we address in our contracts at brick and mortar as well, it's almost impossible to know for sure. Um, I, you know, as mentioned before, I'm proud to say that we work with with amazing RMTs and we set our expectations upon first meeting. As far as I'm concerned, you know, in a in a two sorry, in a two sided marketplace, which this is, um, where you know RMTs are as much our clients as our clients are our clients. Our job is to keep RMTs busy. So so um, in my opinion, the busier an RMT is, and the the more value they put on the company, and hopefully de incentivize them to 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 poaching a client. Um, we do look at our analytics very closely. Um, so if a massage therapist um, uh, never receives a request, so they're seeing clients and they're busy, but, but um, you know, never, never sees a, a, another request from that same client, and that client disappears, then that's a red flag, and and we we take a, a closer look at that. Um, but uh, you know, as as far as I'm concerned, our job is to keep the therapist super busy so that you know they're not short sighted, and 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 the urge to poach goes away. And certainly, Don, if 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 a therapist uh, is found to poach, then um, they are removed from the network. Alan, let's talk about compensation. So what is the compensation for practitioners? Um, between $80 and $125, depending on the duration and the part of town where the appointment um, occurred. Uh, 35% of our bookings are back-to-back. So that means um, self-explanatory. You know, it could be a 75-minute massage and a 75-minute massage. And in those cases, uh, which are great for the therapist, um, because they're, you know, seeing two patients side by side, or not side back to back, um, and uh, the remuneration is double in those cases. And are they compensated for travel or other related expenses at all? Um, we've looked at uh, how to compensate for travel and uh, parking. Um, really, you know, our goal, and I'm. Um, our, our goal is to fill the bucket with as many appointments as possible, as close to the therapist's home as possible, so that they're not spending time uh, commuting in traffic and parking. But in some areas where commute times are longer and there is parking, we do charge a premium price. Um, so, for example, in the case of um, Toronto, if you're south of Bloor, there are a few other borders, um, we do charge higher 
And the reason we charge higher is to compensate the therapist for the for the parking and the travel. Toronto is a very expensive place to live, and we find that many of our therapists are actually coming from outside the city in. Um, so we wanted to make sure we addressed that. So, Alan, in your view, kind of finishing things off here, um, speaking about on-demand mobile massage, in your view, how has this model challenged existing delivery of care models of massage? Ultimately, I don't think we have challenged existing delivery of care, and I and I don't, I don't think we've taken market share. I think um, people didn't know what to expect. Frankly, I didn't know what to expect when we first launched. Um, I think maybe we've challenged the independents who are or were providing at-home massage, but but challenge I think is too strong. I think we've, we've we're offering a better solution, same pay. With the, with the additional layer of security, and they're not relying on uh, referrals because referrals today's social media you don't really know who's referring who. So um, you know, I, I to answer your question, I, I don't think we've taken market share. We've challenged existing delivery of care. I think we've you know unlocked missing massages um, and 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 opened up a, a new market entirely. And Alan, let's uh, let's look a little bit into the future. We talked earlier about how technology plays a role in your business. Do you have any ideas on the next iteration of on-demand or mobile massage and how technology might play a role? Sure. I mean, this stuff gets me really excited, Don. I, I, I you know, and I watch closely what's happening out there. I think artificial intelligence uh, could play a larger role with uh, patient assessments. The use of wearable sensors pre and post treatment to gauge results. I think that's interesting. Um, uh, personally speaking, it, I really want to seamlessly integrate uh, the ability for our clients to be able to redeem their benefits uh, through the technology so that they're not having to go through that second step. Uh, we had some early discussions with TELUS Health when we first launched. They took issue with the fact that we were open uh, at, at, until 10 p.m., they, that that was an hour past their comfort zone. Um, I think that there's, you know, we're seeing more and more requests from health clubs, from gyms, from spa companies, and from clinics who, you know, will have a therapist not show last minute, and they call us um, to ask if we can provide them with a uh, with a therapist on demand quickly. Uh, essentially white labeling. So I think that there's something there. The trick is how do you automate that and how do you make that a win-win-win? Um, the economics have to make sense. But it's it's a very exciting time to be in this space. If you look at what Peloton has done for uh, on-demand fitness at home, um, and I think they're into mindfulness, uh, yoga, massage as well. You have the Blue Aprons, the HelloFresh, delivering healthy food at home. There was an announcement last week by a company called Hinge Health. They're a digital physio company based in the U.S. They raised $90 million in a, in a Series C. And I think they have a valuation of about $420 million. And they use a combination of wearable sensors um, and software to deliver one-on-one -on -one coaching at home with patients with musculoskeletal pain. So that's, that's very interesting. But ultimately, Don, I don't think... Um, RMTs are going to be replaced anytime soon by a robot that uh, Elon Musk creates. I think that massage therapy has been around 
since ancient times, um, and it's not going anywhere. I think it's it's going to stay in its in its current form, um, but it'll, but we'll continue to innovate. And uh, you know, again, super exciting time to be in 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 health and wellness and and technology because there's so much uh, excite so many exciting things going on. Well, thank you so much, Alan, for joining us today. Um, this has been a really enlightening discussion. I've learned a lot, and I'm sure our listeners will will as well. Thanks very much, uh, Janet and Don, for thinking of us and uh, for giving me the opportunity to speak to you guys. And um, thank you, Don, again, for being here with me. Always a pleasure. Thanks, Janet. I'm just going to remind our listeners, if you're in the Kitchener-Waterloo area, in Ontario, be sure to mark your calendars for June 20th, 2020 for the RMT Business and Ethics Forum. You can join us for a full day of learning, networking, and discussions. You can visit the event webpage at mtcbusinessforum.ca. For $10 off the listed ticket price, please include the coupon code PODCAST at checkout. On the table current and critical information for massage therapists in practice, a podcast presented by Massage Therapy Canada.